Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha Shoftim, Tavshin Ayintes, as we uh, continue in uh, Chodesh Elul here, as we head towards the, uh, the Yom Emnarayim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and again, uh, many major uh, discussions and mitzvot that relate to our life, that relate to uh, always, and uh, we will try to uh, touch on a number of them, as we, um, as we always try to do. So at the beginning of the Parsha, we have a number of mitzvot that relate to Dayanim. But the messages of those mitzvot uh, are expanded upon by Chazal, and even sometimes, uh, not Chazal, but the Mepharshim uh, later. So we have Shoftim and Shoftim setting up judges, um, and uh, not to uh, twist judgment. Lo sakir panim, lo sikach shochad, don't take shochad. And then we have a halacha in Pasuk Chav Aleph, lo sita lacha ashera kalates. Don't plant an ashera, an avodazara tree, or any tree. Eitzel mizbach Hashem alokecha, don't plant an Asherah tree next to the Mizbeach. Don't uh, set up a Matzeva. So, the connection of an Asherah and the Mizbeach. What is the, exactly is the connection? Chazal already picked up on this. Why does it specifically say that you can't build, uh, put an Asherah next to a Mizbeach? <coughs> the Spichas HaDvarim bother Chazal in Meseches in Mesecha Sanhedrin. So we'll get to that, Beth Hashem, in a, uh, in a moment. If you look in the Simon Labanim, our Rav Kashtiel, in source number one, he starts off, Pashto Parsha, Seda Posachas, Mitzvah, Mini Shoftim. So we start off with Shoftim, and right after Lacha, Lo Sida Lacha Asherah. Smichas no Simzub Ipsukim, Mevim Chazal, the fact that in the, it's in the context of Mishpat, and we have Asherah and Mizbeach, that's why the Gemara Darshans in Sanhedrin and Avzayin, Kalamaymid Dayon She'eno Hagun, if I appoint a judge that is inappropriate, that is uh, not worthy of being a judge, it's as if I planted an Asherah tree. And the question is, okay, that's based on the Zbichas Absukim, but what, what exactly is the message? What does an Asherah tree have to do with the Mizbeach, and why is appointing a judge that is inappropriate uh, given that marshal. So he explains and expands based on the Sfarno. We discussed the Sfarno a number of years ago, but he expands upon it. What's a tree? What does a tree symbolize often in Chazal? Remember the Bishop Perkyavos Vomer, Manoe Ilonze. How beautiful is this tree? Trees often reflect a physical beauty, aesthetics. Chitzoni yofi. Hasvarno he quotes, "Bochanim et iser netiasa eitzem mitzara panho esteti eitzem heim bederakla mod estetiim." But if you want to uh, make a, a beautiful yard, a beautiful garden, you plant trees there. Hey, mosifim yofi uniimus lasviva. They add to the environment. Velom rotzos. And still the Torah says, don't put any trees in the base of Mikdash. Don't put any trees next to the Mizbeach. Why? The base of Mikdash is supposed to be the most beautiful, the most gorgeous building. We're supposed to be awed by it. Shouldn't there be trees there? Shouldn't Dafka there? We should make it, want, want to make it beautiful? Says the Simon Labanim, La'adam yeshchibur nafshi v'netias hizdahut miyadit esteti. We each have a nat- all of us have a natural inclination to things that are beautiful and neat and pretty and you know eye catching. When we see something, we're drawn to it. So automatically, if there is a, a a beautiful picture, we're drawn to it more than an ugly picture. If there's a beautiful person, it's even a bracha, right on uh, Yofi. If there's a beautiful garden, anything beautiful and neat and put together. We're drawn to it. That's naturally what we what we are connected to. Beauty is often thought of it. It's more correct. It's wiser. It's it's more fitting for life. Even before we think about logic, we're drawn to it. You know, even in the physical realm. A man or a woman might be drawn to the opposite gender based on physical beauty, even though they know nothing about the person. Because that's what's inside of us. Kodesh Baruch Hu put inside of us the idea of being drawn physically to something beautiful. And it even goes back to, where does it come from? Says the Rambam, it goes back to the Eitz Hadas. It goes back to Adam and Chava. 
right? Whether Chava created it or were all a reflection of Chava, well, why did Chava eat from the tree? doesn't say she was hungry. Nechmad Lamara. What was the problem? The problem was she went by physical, external beauty. And that cannot lead our lives. Yes, beauty plays a role, obviously. And the Gemara says that, you know, there are three things that are marchivin daito shaladam. So we're it's, we have, we acknowledge that the physical beauty of a of a nof, of a sunset, you know, that draws us of people, of gardens, but that can't be where it ends. Our life can't be based on chisonius, on physical beauty on the outside. Right, the Ramam quotes, he quotes from the Mar Nevuchim, Kasher Isha Rasa, Kitov Eislamachol, he had Difal Amaisas Mabaro and Ayim Hashitri. She went by her eyes. Ubakahi Sitas Hatodah and Ushit Be Isuk Bamuskalos. And she laid the foundation that we would always be drawn after our eyes. Chekara Emes, Beshela Sayofi Vestetaka Hitsoniim. And since the Chait, we've been suffering from this. That's the message of Ashera. Ashera, symbolizing trees, beauty, don't put that next to the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach, which is, which is meant as a, uh, a symbol of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mishpat. And Isr Netiyaz Asherah and Isbach Lechov HaLishpat Tzedek. Nikshar Zelofi Yehima Isr Lo Sikach Shocha. This is similar to what we mentioned a couple of psukim earlier. We shouldn't be blinded. A Dayan shouldn't be blinded. Putting an Asherah, a tree in the area of holiness, that's, that's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants because we have to remember there's underlying beauty. A tree symbolizing physical beauty, we have to know we can't be misled by what we, what, what we see on the outside. As we know, as a, even in, in the physical realm, as a, as a couple gets more and more connected to each other, right? There's the, the, the couple thinks of each other as more beautiful. Why? Because it goes from the inside out, not from the outside in. Because that's the type of beauty that we, that we connect to. Remember the Pasik of Hershes Diuk and Pasha's Chayasara? When Yisra Ravina brings Rivka into the tent, the Pasuk says that he brought Rivka into the tent, and he loved her. As of Hirsch, don't you first love and that's why you bring her into the tent? The answer is no. It was the bring her into the tent. We think that, you know, when a couple, a young couple gets married, they think they're in love. Give them 20, 30, 40 years of marriage. Then they'll feel what love really is. Because it goes from the inside out, not from the outside in. And that's what beauty has to be. Uh, we have to be guided, not by our physical eyes, what we see. And he says, in the continuation now, and it's not just for judges. We are all judging our lives. We all have to make decisions. We make decisions all the time, ideological decisions, social decisions. We have to make sure that we can be objective as possible and not be blinded by the physical aesthetics on the outside. Right, this reminds me, I would have given it, but it just reminded me now of a, of a thought that we've said from Rev Salvechik in the past on Parsha's Noach. Right, the, the Chazal say on the Pasuk, Shem and Yefes took the Simla, the clothing, to cover their father. And Chazal point out, it says, Vayikach, not Vayikru, in the singular. So why is it Dafka Vayikach? Why is it only singular? Because really, shame was the instigator. Shame was the one that did it, and Yefes followed. Yefes followed. Right, and there's a schar that's given, shame gets sitzes, and Yefes gets kfura. But if Solveitschik noted, what was the difference between shame and Yefes? So his words were, ethics versus etiquette. Shame acted based on ethics. Right, what was right? What was the, the correct thing to do? Yefes, based on etiquette. What would be appropriate in this regard? Yeah, it's appropriate not to look at the nakedness of your father. Because that was the chitsoni idea. Yefes, and what's Yefes? Yefes is Greece. Yefes is physical beauty. That's what they're all about. There's no primius. We've noted even the word Yavan. Those three letters, Yud Vav Nun, there's no inside to those letters. They're just lines. There's nothing inside. It's just physical on the outside. That's yefes. That's etiquette. It's what other people are thinking. But we believe in shame. We're followers of shame, which is ethics, which is following HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because that's, that's the right thing to do. We don't focus on Asherahs. We don't focus on just the outside. We focus on the deeper idea, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, 
wants from us. Okay, moving right along. A number of Mepharshim, including Rav Nevenzal, notes that this is a parsha of leadership. We have four different types of leaders, says Rav Nevenzal, and they're all discussed in this week's parsha. The first passage discusses the first type of leader, Shoftim Shotrim, the judges, the Sanhedrin, right? Those that that decide cases, the Dayanim. So the Dayanim are one type of leader, one type of leader. Second type of leader, a little bit later in the parsha, what do we have? In the second Aliyah, we have the laws of a king. Som Tasim Alecha Melech. Melech is another type of leader. Major controversy. We discussed in past years. It's a mitzvah, but Shmuel was upset. Akash Baruch was upset. Why were they upset? Many different pshatim give him. But that's the second type of leader that we have. With his separate, unique mitzvos. Right? Not too much money. Wives, horses, v'chulu. Then we have number three. We continue. Paragurches. Pazagalif. Lo yeel akonim halavim. Kol sheva levi. Chelik v'nachla. We talk about the religious leaders. Kohanim and Leviim. A third type of leader. They shouldn't have Nachala. We have to give them uh, the Zerol and the Keva and uh, Rachel's the Gancha, all the, the um, Matnas Kahuna that are mentioned. So we have Shoftim, we have Malachim, we have Kohanim and Leviim. And then, as we continue in the Parsha, we have Leviim. We have prophets. False prophets, true prophets, Navi Akimalahem. We'll get to that a little bit later. Those are four types of leaders in Am Yisrael. Show, they're all in our parsha, right at the beginning. Shoftim, Melech, Kohanim, and Navi. Right? And that's what Rav Nevezal catalogs. Uh, there you have it in the beginning of his piece in source number, in source number three. But the first one mentioned is Shoftim. Rav Nevezal notes, what is the connection between Shoftim and the end of the previous parsha? We know the parshas are broken up. Not so, you know, just because it's in this parsha doesn't mean it doesn't connect to the previous parsha. It's all one hemshach. And in the days of all, they broke it up into th- a three-year cycle. But there's a connection. What was the end of parsha Asra'eh? Of course, parsha Samoadim. The third of the parsha Samoadim in the Torah. We have Sefer Vayikra in Emar. We have Sefer Bamidbar in Pinchas. And we have Sefer Dvarim in Re'eh. All with a different focus. So is there a connection between the two? The end of the parsha and the beginning of of this week's parsha. So he says, Efshelatares Bipshitas, line thirty-one. So one can suggest, Shekal od ha yukal Yisrael b'Yerushalayim b'Regel, as long as we were in the Beis Hamikdash, as long as we were Alila Regel, Hasan Hedron Yoshezet Blishes Agazes Yichol Afakiach Al Kulam. Right on Yantif, we didn't need Shoftim Mishotrim because we were all in the Beis Hamikdash. So the Sanhedrin took care of us. Once we went home after Yantif, Shoftim Mishotrim Titein Lacha. Right, we need these shoftim. One idea. Then he has a second idea. There is a Rambam. The Rambam he quotes is in Ilchas Yantif, Paragvav, Halacha, Chaf Aleph. Where the Rambam writes as follows. Chayavin Bezdin Lahamid Shotrim Biragalim. Bezdin has to appoint Shotrim on the holidays, they had to put guards out, spiritual guards out amongst the people. When millions of Jews were together, Bezin had to make sure that everybody stayed in control. Nobody partied too much. Even though there was a Simchas Beis HaShoeva, it all had to be Pekdusha Vatara. Bezin had to take care of this and there is a question of what the mucker of this Rambam is. How do you know that Bezin has to make sure during the Chagim that you know everybody's uh, staying in check and everybody's behaving properly? So he gives another a number of the suggestions that the Achronim give Kiddushin Daf Pe'alif. But Reb Nevenzal says maybe it's this Smicha Saparshios. Right? We have the Parshas Amoadim, and right afterwards we have Shotim Shotim Tite Maybe that's what the Torah is alluding to on the top of the next page now, the top of page three. Be careful. 
appoint shoftim even on the holiday. Not like the pshat that we first gave. After the chagim, you need the shoftim. During the chagim, you need the shoftim. Or maybe right after two. Maybe right after two. Right, like the minag of Bahab that started after the Chagim. We don't want to go overboard, so there's a minag of fasting on the Monday, Thursday, Monday. But now we ask the Reb Navenzal a question on everything that he said. And again, this has to do with, as we know, this time of year is the beginning of the Zman. Beginning of the Zman in yeshivos, beginning of the Zman in our lives. It's after, after the summer, kids are back in school, the grandchildren, the schedule's starting now. Schedule's starting now. And Dafka now, Shoftim Veshotrim. What's the message? This Rambam says, Ben has to send around Shoftim and Shotrim on Yantif. Why is it? it says of Nevezal is a simple answer that's a message for all of us. When we have our set daily schedule, we're much safer. We do what we're supposed to do, we know what's expected. There generally aren't surprises. We get go up, we da- wake up in the morning, we learn, we daven, we go to work, we come home, we deal with things, we go shopping, we do carpools, we eat this, we do chesed, we go visit somebody. But it's all a general <coughs> schedule that is expected. The problem is when we're not on schedule. When we don't have a schedule, when everything is haphazard and everything is a little... Balaganish, as, as one might say. That's when we have to be careful what we're doing, and that's when, right, when we get back into a schedule, we have to be strong. And after a Benazmanim, and after a summer where the kids had a different schedule, so to speak. Mibachina Misuyemes, line 29, he writes, Vacation time is like Yantif. It's like Yantif. You wake up for the late minion. You do what you want to do. Charagnu mi miskeres ha'yeshiva. Hidgashru as a menucha. As a chetzi lachem. We had a little too, we had a little more chetzi lachem, which again might be needed in order to have a, have a breather for the rest of the year. Viznachnu ma'at as a chetzi lachem. Ke'ez kezachosim yeshiva. And again, expand it. When we get back to the shigra of our lives, of the daily sedarim, yisrach mehis orus. We have to be awakened. Right after this, we need Shoftim and Shotrim. We have to make sure that we start off strong, that we start off Misudar. Because if not, then the effects of that can continue. Right? If we bring the, 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 uh, the behavior of the Chagim, you know, with us into, after the Chagim, then that's not going to be so productive and it's not going to be so constructive. And that's why Rabbi says we always have to make sure whenever we are in a context that is not a normal schedule, we have to be on guard. We have to make sure that we are fulfilling everything that we're, we need to fulfill. Again, it doesn't mean not to never to go on vacation. Never means never to uh, to uh, to go to go away a little bit. That's fine, but we have to make sure that we are we have guards there, and when we come back. To make sure we properly uh, segue back into our regularly scheduled, regular scheduled lives. So Reb Nevezal A talks about the four leaders in the parasha. Two talks about maybe that's the that's the marker for the Rambam of appointing Shotrim on the Chagim. And number three, what's the message of needing Shotrim on the Chagim and right after the Chagim? This idea that when we don't have a set schedule, then things are a little more dangerous for us spiritually. Okay. Continuing, that was an overview of the Parsha of the Four Leaders. Let's go back, though, to the beginning. And there's a thought here that I think I, meant, I might have mentioned a number of years ago, but uh, we'll go through it again because it's, uh, it's one to take with us. Says the Torah and says the, uh, the Chafetz Chaim. The Isser of Shochad. Don't, lo panim, lo shochad. Do not take a bribe. Do not show favoritism. Ki ashochad ya'aver chamim. Ki shochad, ya'aver, which the Gemara in Ksubis says might be from the word shehuchad, they're one. If I give you something, then we're basically one, and I become a baldavar, I can't judge your case. I can't be objective. Shehuchad. Ki shochad, ya'aver enechachamim. Shochad will blind the eyes of those that are wise. Ya'aver enechachamim, v'salef, and make crooked, divrei tzadikim. So Hashem says it's even going to affect the Chachamim and the Tzadikim. It says the Chafetz Chaim. 
Lomashal. Keshochad Yaver Yenei Chachamim. Im Ruvain Amar, right in the middle of uh, the page, source number six. Im Ruvain Amar al Shimon, Shu Ish Ashir. If I have a friend named Ruvain and he says about Shimon that he is a rich man, do I know really how, how if Shimon is a rich man or not? Kind of depends what Ruvain's pocketbook looks like. I, Ruvain says he's rich, but if somebody's homeless and they say somebody's rich, doesn't really tell me much. I need to know who Ruvain is, and then I'll be able to determine, you know, what it means that he's rich. Right, you have to know about Ruvain in order to know what he's saying about It could be he's an impoverished person who doesn't have anything. Ulam, so you have to know who's talking. But if you hear from the treasurer of Rothschild's money, oh, that guy's a rich man? If Bill Gates tell you he's, tells you he's a rich man, you know he's rich. Right? If somebody in that parsha knows. So it all depends who says it. Im Ruvain, Yomar al Shimoshu Chacham, Azai Tsuichim Lavarad, Hechan Magia Chachma, Sosho Ruvain. Right? If Ruvain says that Shimon is a wise man, well, how wise is Ruvain? If Ruvain has the IQ of a kindergarten child, then it's not saying much about Shimon. Ulam, Im Shamanu, Shagon Rubikive Eger Lamasho, Kazalechachu Chacham. But if Rubikive Eger says that someone's a Chacham, then you know that's a Chacham. If the Rambam says that somebody's a Chacham, the Rambam gives him that compliment, then you know, Bavadai. Nothing to talk about. If Rabbi Kivager says he's a Chacham, if Moshe Rabbeinu calls somebody a Chacham, we would be, whoa, we would be blown away. If Shlomo HaMelech, a Chacham Adam, Shlomo calls somebody a Chacham, Yadu alone, Ki Chachmas, or Merubah Ma'od. Jump a little bit in quality. What if HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls somebody a Chacham? Then we know. We, we can't even fathom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls somebody a Chacham, then there's, there's an infinite amount of Chachma that he has. And what does the Torah say? Shochat even blinds the eyes of the Chachamim. Even the Chachamim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls Chachamim, even they can't be objective. Can't be objective. There are so many times that that we're biased and we're subjective and we, we're not we're not that we don't make decisions with objectivity. It doesn't matter how wise we are, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu says it affects all of us. It affects the greatest of us. Not somebody who people call chachamim, but somebody that Hakadosh Baruch Hu calls a chacham. You see the power of shochad. You see the power of a bribe and showing favoritism. And in the footnotes of the Chavetz Chaim, you turn the page, I gave you the Ha'aros and the Maisel HaMelech, he quotes that the Chavetz Chaim also often in this context, quoted the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, HaMachashiv Hefzid Mitzvah Keneged Schara, Vizchara Keneged Hefzida. Calculate how much a mitzvah Naveir is worth. Calculate the, the what you win from a mitzvah and what you lose from an Naveir. Meaning, you have to make sure. So the Chavetz Chaim says, Chazal are telling us, make sure you calculate the schar of mitzvahs. It must be. Right? Remember, it's like the greatest, richest person in the world giving us financial advice. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, do a cheshbon nefesh. See what mitzvahs you get and see what averos leads. And that's why we have to make sure that we follow that path. And then he says in the end, He used to make the Torah beloved amongst those who he taught. Right? If Moshe Rabbeinu wrote a book, what would you do with that book? If the Rafal of Amalek wrote a book, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrote a book. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrote a book. To know who it comes from. The author is reflected in the book, and therefore we have to make sure, even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Chachamim, that the power of Shochad is something that is, that is very strong, and we have to be very careful, uh, in how we, in how we handle it.
Okay, we have a number of mitzvos in these parshios that have to do with milchama. Shoftim, kiseitze, mashuach milchama, the laws of milchama, which the Mepharshim have pointed out, Rav Goren writes about this, Rav Asher Weiss uh, talks about this, others of the contemporary Rabbanim talk about this, that these halachas are not brought in Shulchan Aruch. They weren't Lamaisa for 2,000 years. For 2,000 years, Dine Melchama really were on Lamaisa. Baruch Hashem, we've come to a time where, obviously, we dive in for peace and we won't need a, an army, but all these halachas that, that are found in the Rambam from Masech Sota are halacha Lamaisa. Halacha Lamaisa, we have a Jewish army. And many of these halachas are, are discussed. One of the fascinating losases that are counted, again, we've touched on this in the past, an amazing losase, not to be scared. Separate losase daraisa. Separate losase daraisa, quoted here in Perek Chaf Pasagimel. Chaf Gimel, the Torah tells us, the Amar Alehem, the Meshuach Bulchama gives a pep talk to B'nai Yisrael. It's not just a pep talk. It's counted as a mitzvah. You're going, you're becoming close to your enemy in battle. Don't let your heart get soft. Don't worry. Hashem is with you. You could do it. It's a psych-up speech. That's what, if you read the psukim, it sounds like he's just giving them chizuk. But the Monia Mitzvah's counters as a separate mitzvah's losase. Daraisa. Separate mitzvah's losase. First the chinuch and then the rambam. First the chinuch. Shenimnanu. Very hard mitzvah. Right? It's like, goes in the category of those how to Hashem command relating to feelings and emotions. Avaz Hashem, Yeras Hashem. Right? It's emotions. It's, it's a feeling. Isn't it natural? So the mitzvah must be. Yeah, it's hard, but if we had the proper perspective, so then it wouldn't, then we would, we would feel it. What's the perspective? We have to be strong and brave. You could do it. And Mishorshia Mitzvah says the Chinuch, Sheyesh lo kolechan mi Yisrael lasum lashem yisbarach miftacho. Velo yira al gufo b'makam sheyocholos is kavod lashem baruchu la'amo. HaKadosh Baruch is on your side. If we know HaKadosh Baruch is fighting with me, then of course we're not going to be. We have the greatest weapon in the world. We're not going to be scared. The problem is we're human. We're human, but if we knew we have the greatest weapon in the world, then then we won't be scared. So that's what a soldier, that's what we all have to try to reach that level of unbelievable bitachon that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. Remember what the Chazonish writes in Emunah Bitachon. Bitachon doesn't mean that it's always going to work out well. There are people that are Rahman al are not going to come back in war. Bitachon doesn't mean it's all going to be good. But what it means is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. And that's what we have to, that's how we fulfill this at Losaseh. But there is a language in the Rambam. There's a language of the Rambam that Rav Kook picks up on. Rav Kook's yard site was this week, first week of Elul. So I thought I'd quote one thought of Rav Kook from the Ein Ayah in Shabbos. But the Rambam says in Elchus Malachim, source number nine, quoting this mitzvah. What a beautiful Rambam. And this is learned by... Those chayalim going out to battle, Rahman thought we shouldn't need any battle. It should all be halacha But when a soldier goes out to battle, Yishan al mikveh Yisrael, umoshio sarah, he shall lean on Hashem, who will save him. V'yeda shal yichur Hashem hu osem And he should know that he's fighting for HaKadosh Baruch He's fighting melchamos Hashem. V'yasim nafsho b'chapo, he should lay it all out. Yasim nafsho b'chapo, v'lo yirev li'afachid, and he shouldn't be scared, and here's the line, v'lo yachsho, v'lo be'ishto, v'lo babanav. Don't think about your family. Elo yimachez zachram milibo, wipe out their thoughts from their, from your heart. V'yifanami kol davar l'machama. And turn your heart to l'machama. So the simple understanding, one might say, is what's, what's the Ram I'm talking about here? What's the svara? We shouldn't be thinking about our family. So one might say that might be distracting. 
Right? If, if a soldier is thinking about his family, he might be distracted and not fight properly. But if you think about it a little deeper, maybe just the opposite. Maybe a person will fight better if he thinks about his family. He's thinking about who he's protecting. He's thinking about, you know, how hard he has to fight because he loves his family. So maybe that's not the shot of the Rambam. Can't be that he shouldn't think about his family because of, of Kavana issues. No, maybe there's something deeper here. So if Cook explains in the Gemara, Shabbos Nunvav, where the Gemara quotes that all of the soldiers of Malchus based David, the Chayalim and Malchus based David used to write git into their wives before they went out to battle. So there's the halachic reasons for that, which we're not going to get into, but there's a hashkafic idea, says Rav Kook, behind this. We know we have Rav Kook's Pirish and Agada on two Masechtas, Brachas and Shabbos. Ein Aya, based on a Pasuk in, uh, in Ksuvim, Aya, Avram Yisrach HaKohen. So says Rav Kook, again, not reading the whole thing, but he says towards the end, an idea that he writes in many different contexts, when a person goes out to war, the soldier is no longer a soldier. The soldier is no longer a yachid. He's not an individual. He's part of the tzibur of Klai Yisrael. And the tzibur is a different unit. It's not just the sum of its parts. It's a unit that's Klai Yisrael. He is the nation. He is a tzibur. He's not an individual anymore. And maybe that's why he can't think about his family. On a deeper idea, because right now he's a tzibur person. Lamad Daradomi doesn't quote it, but elsewhere we mentioned Moshe Rabbeinu how to, how to separate from his wife and kids. The only person that ever had to do that. Why? Because he was the Nosin Torah. He was on behalf of the entire nation. He, he had to lose his family. Rav Solveitschek writes, we, we mentioned it last year in a Parsha year. He also had his own Akeda. And he, there was no Malach that said to Moshe, it's okay, put the knife down. Moshe had to give away his wife and kids, so to speak, for the good of Klal Yisrael. But that's what was needed. So says Rav Kook, every time a soldier goes out to war in Am Yisrael, Hutzir ba'atzmo, on the left side, ki'ilo hisya'esh minachayim apratiyim. He doesn't focus at all on his individual life. V'holechu b'simcha amonas lamus mavas giborim ukedoshim v'vachamas Hashem l'romim keren la'amo. I'm a tzibur person. The Alkane Kosiv get Krisus Lishto. That's the Hashkafic idea behind severance from family. Liyaishis Lavavo, Bakhala F Shari, Mikesher Mishpacha, Umeharayona Pratiya Taluibo. Was it all Tsnai, Nat, Machlokas, Rashi, Binotam? But either way, the idea that he writes again, that tells him, okay, now I'm a Tsebra person. That's the message. Not Dafka about Kavana but about conceptual categories, who he is right now. You're a team. You're not an individual player only. And he quotes that's the idea, and he quotes at the end, uh, he separates from the Chayim Mishpacha Pratit, and maybe that's the message also of not being scared. Because being scared is an individual. An individual is scared. But everybody together, if it's Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with Am Yisrael. Right? Every individual, okay. Am Yisrael, we have a Krisas bris with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Goes back thousands of years. With Avram Yisrael and Yaakov. With Am Yisrael. We have a connector. Hashem is with Am Yisrael. And we have to make sure that we always remember that. Especially when we are acting on behalf of the Tzibor. Okay, let's talk about another one of the leaders in the parsha, as we mentioned before, and that is the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im. Perek Yudches Pasuk Tezvav. Going back a little bit out of order. Yudches Tezvav. The Pasuk says, Navi mikir b'cha me'achecha kamoni. Moshe Rabbeinu was talking. A Navi from amongst you, from your brothers, like me, yakim l'cha Hashem l'kecha. Hashem l'appoint. A love tishma'un, that's also a mitzvah to listen to the Nevi'im. Listen to the Nevi'im and an to listen to the Nevi'eh Sheker. Rashi picks up on the word kamoni. He will appoint a Navi. Hashem will appoint a Navi kamoni. Mikir b'cha me'achacha kamoni. Kemosha ani mikir b'cha me'achacha. Just like I am from you, from your brothers. Yakim l'cha 
Tachtai. He will appoint the Navi in my stead. Tachtai. Vechain mi Navi Lenavi. And so it will continue from Navi to Navi. Ask the Briskarov. First of all, what does the word Tachtai mean? Right? In my stead. What? No, who's in the stead of Moshe Rabbeinu? Right? Moshe Rabbeinu is unique. Nobody's in his stead. It's one of the Animamins. Right? It's a line in Yigdal. Right? Line in, uh, it's one of our, one of our tenets. So what does it mean, Tachtai? Number one. Number two, what about the second line of Rashi? What does it mean, Minavi Lenavi? Says the Briskarov on the left, on the right side. Da'atu Nevuah Davar Hanimsar Minavi Lenavi who? What does Nevuah transfer from one to another? No, you get kahuna transfers and maybe certain other positions, but Nevuah, Kodesh Baruch Hu decides who's a Navi. What, every Navi has a Ben Navi? What does that mean? Well, Nam says the, says the Grizz. Matsinu Gam came Balishta the Kra. The Pazik says also, Elisha was a Navi in the place, Tachtecha, in the place of Elio. So what is going on here? So says the Grizz, Venire. We were just talking about Krisa's bris with Am Yisrael. This Pasuk is teaching me there's a special type of Krisa's bris that Hashem has with B'nai Yisrael. This Pasuk. Besides the fact that it just talks about prophecy in general, This Pasuk has embedded in it a promise. Hashem says, and Moshe says in the name of Hashem, they will always be Nevi'im when you need them. You will never have to go to the dark side, to the sorcerers, to the Ma'oninim, to the Kosmim. There will never be a time that there won't be Nevu'ah. Right? What does the Pasuk say? In my place, I'm the Navi of the Dar. There will always be a Navi Adar. Just like it says, Lo Alman Li Yisrael, there will always be Rabbanim and leaders, there will always be Nevi'im. And that's what it says. Zakanim le Nevi'im. Nevi'im Up until that generation, there was always Nevi'im. What happened? We sinned. So the whole world went lower. We have no more need for Nevi'im because the other forces are also lower. As we've mentioned in the past, Kodesh Baruch Hu levels the playing field. When Mashiach comes again, they're going to come back. Right, and he quotes the Pasuk we say in Uval Etzion. And Targum Yonasan says, talking about Nevuah. Nevuah will always be there. Yes, we don't have today. That's our fault. Kodesh Baruch is ready to give us Nevuah. And when the time is right, it's going to come back. But there's a Krisas Bris that there should always be Nevuah. One might say, we've said in the past that Maybe the deeper idea of Nevuah, and again, there are a number of Rav Salvechers we're mentioning tonight. Rav Salvechers writes in Isha Halacha, Nevuah is one side of the coin with Tefillah. They're both communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's just Nevuah, Hashem is talking to the Navi, and Tefillah, we're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why Dasha Gatsakadola, right when Nevuah ended, enacted all the Tefillahs and the Brachas Fechulu. So one might say, a little deeper, in the Briskarov, the Briskarov's idea says, we had Nevuah, but we lost it for a little bit. Maybe the deeper Krisas Bris is that there will always be communication between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael, and that still exists. That's never been broken. It was Nevuah, and it transferred to Tefillah. And therefore, one doesn't have to say that, you know, there aren't any. Navi Akim, but the root of that is communication between me and you, and that we, of course, have uh, in every generation. Okay. Continuing the Psukim now, we have maybe two more thoughts if we could get in, and maybe something about Inyana Dioma. We have the Isra of Asagas Gvol. It's very halachalamaisa in many different contexts. The Isra, the Pasuk tells us in Perak Yutas Pasuk Yudalid, a couple of Psukim from where we were, by Shishi. Losasik Gvul Reacha Asher Gavluri Shonim. Do not change the border of your friend that was there before. So what's the simple interpretation? Don't move the border, literally. Rashi quotes. Rashi quotes. Rabbeinu Bachai quotes Rashi in Source 12. Shemachzer simen chalukas akarka lachor. When you're not looking, I'm going to move the fence. 
I'm going to move the fence more and take more property. Literally. Hasogas gvul. That's literally moving the border. Really, it's also lo sigzol. Right? You're stealing. Okay. Two lavin in Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban says maybe it's not just general hasagas gvul, but it's going back to the original borders. What did they say in the Pasik? Asher govlu rishonim. The borders of the Shvatim. Borders of the Shvatim. Shelo yachshov adam momar. Ein chalki shavekem ochele chaveri. Kitoach okim. Ah, the Goral got it wrong. No, we're supposed to get more. Zvulun. We're Zvulunites. We're supposed to get more. Oyoti laza goralos. Don't change the border. The border is divinely written. So maybe not just Lamaisa, don't change the border with your friend, but the Ramban says maybe it's talking about that original borders that came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't change those. And then Rabbi Bachai has a very creative understanding of Hasagaz Gvul. Ve'af Shalomar. It's possible to say another idea. She'yichlol hakasuv azhara l'kadmas ha'olam. You know what Hasagaz Gvul is? If I deny the creator of the world. Hashem created borders. Hashem created the world. At that moment, 5,779 years ago, Hashem created the beginning of the world. If I push the world back and take Hashem out of the picture, then I'm moving the border on God. I'm pushing back the borders. I'm moving the borders that Hashem made. Remember the Mishnah in Chagiga? Don't think about what was beforehand. We'll never know. That's trying to think about before the border, that's pushing the border back, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. If somebody denies HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation of the world, Yikra Masikvul. He's like a Hasagasvul. He's moving the Emunah back. That's the Gvul of Hashem. One might say, that's the domain of God. Don't try to go into the domain of God. And if you try to, you're moving the border. Moving the border. There's a Lushan in the Gemara, in Chazal, a few places, and it's the Lushan that's used by Mepharshim. When somebody is a Kofar, especially in the area of divinity, he's called the Kotzeitz Benetios. He's cutting the saplings. So maybe the Netios are always put on the border. And when you're cutting down the border... You're going into a domain that, that we're not supposed to be. That's a, that's a, a kotetz benetios. That's a kotetz benetios. And we have to make sure that we, we keep Hashem's border. Right? We keep Hashem's border and we have to make sure that, you know, we don't go beyond what we're supposed to do. We could always delve, but adkan. Adkan is a border we shouldn't go into. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's border. Shouldn't go in. Okay. One final thought. For this evening, it's said by the original of it, it's, it's in the, uh, the Igra Dekala, in the um, B'nai Yisrael's commentary on Chumash, but it was more expanded here, I found in the Drash Davids, I just gave it to you in the Drash David. But the original question, simple question, that many, many we never thought about, is found in the, in the Igra Dekala. There are two Chazals that many are familiar with. Right, it says, again, by the Meshulach Melchama. The Meshulach Melchama's first words are, Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, listen. He gets up and says, Atem Kreva Mayom, the Pazak I read before. Listen up, Shema Yisrael. Don't be scared, Vechulu Vechulu. So Chazal Darshan on that phrase, Shema Yisrael, Gemar in Sota, even if the only mitzvah you have is Shema Yisrael, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Shema Yisrael. Afilu Eimbachem Zchus, Ela Kriyashma Belvad, Kedai Atem Sheyoshia Aschem, it's Kedai, Hashem will save you. And Rashi quotes it as Gemara and Sota on Daphne Base. So that's interesting. The Meshul B'chama says, as long as you did Shema, you're okay. Even if, even if what? Even if you do Averis all day, as long as you do Shema, you saw you're good. That's what it sounds like. But isn't there another Gemara that we're familiar with? The Gemara and Sota also says, who are the Chosrimi Archei Amalchama? Who are the ones that we ask to leave the battlefield because they don't have so many Zechuyos? Even someone who the only Avera he does is Sach Bein Tefillah He talks between putting on the Tefillah Shal Yad and the Tefillah Shal Rosh. That's his only Avera. 
he has to leave the battlefield. Then we try to cover it up by, by mentioning the people who built the house and the, and the marriage. Ask the Igret the Kala. I don't understand. It's two opposite Chazals. Number one, oh, even if you only did Kriyashma, you're good. And here, even if all, if you only did this Avera, you're bad. How do you put these two Chazals together? Question one. Question two asks the uh, Drash David now in Source 13. What should this Mizares, this pep talk, be talking about? Remember, we win wars because of our Zechuyos. So is it a good idea to tell them, I know you're a Balavera, but you know what? You do Kriyashma, so you're okay. Is that the best thing to say to them? Wouldn't it be better to try to like get them to do Tshuva? To try to get them to do more than Kriyashma? It's like he's giving them a tour. He's giving them an out. You're good, you're fine, you're okay. You do Kriyashma? That's okay. So what's going on here? What's happening here? So he quotes. He quotes the idea again from the uh, the Igra Dakawa. Next page. The Nira Levire. When Chazal say, even if you only have Kriyashma, that does not mean, even if this is the only mitzvah that you do, you're okay. It means, even if this is the mitzvah that you do now, that you choose to do now. Kriyashma means, Kabbalah Swamal Hashemayim. If a person is makabal omal chashamayim properly, that could be a life changer. That could redirect his entire life if he's makabel honestly omal chashamayim. And in a moment, in a moment his life could change. Mishum kachi writes, Yachol adam al-yideh amirasa lehisnatek minamatsa bohu nimsa. If we have a proper kriyashma, we're a different person. We could do that. So he's giving them a pep talk. He's telling them, live a life of Kabbalah Swamalcha Shemayim of Kriyashma, and then you'll be successful. And what does it mean, Sach Bein Tfila If there's any other mitzvah besides Kriyashma that symbolizes Kabbalah Swamalcha Shemayim, it's the mitzvah of Tfilin. What's Tfilin? We bind our hearts and our minds to God. The special tefillah that we say before we put on our tefillin. L'shabi bazeh. Right? The taivas of our maylev. V'neshama sheba mochi. Kulam yishubadim l'avadasi yisbarach shemo. Our hearts, our mind to Hashem. If somebody talks in between, if somebody doesn't appreciate it, so then that's, that's a problem. Both chazals go together. And I might add... I might add, he doesn't mention this, but I might add, isn't it interesting that we say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusol Alam Va'ed by Kriyashma, and the Minog of Ashkenazim is to say Baruch Shem Kavod when we put on Tefillin as well. So there's a halachic reason for that, right? Because there are Rishonim that say that we should not say a bracha on the Shel Rosh, so after we say the Shel Yad, we say the Shel Rosh, and then we say, you know, we say Baruch Shem, it's Ki'ilu, we said a bracha of Okay, but the Mepharshim point out, we never do that. We never do that. Is it a bracha that we should say? Then say it. If not, then don't say it. Don't say it and then say Baruch Shem. What is that? So the Archa Shulchan in Hilfus Tefillin says, that's not the reason we say Baruch Shem. The reason we say Baruch Shem is because Shema is Tefillin, is Kabbalah Samach HaShemayim. And when we do something Kabbalah Samach HaShemayim, just like Kriyashma, we say Baruch Shem. Related. It doesn't say this exactly, but this is the message. And he quotes. quotes Kriyashma, and he quotes the Psachim Dafnun Vav, where Yaakov Avinu hears Shema, and then he says Baruch Shem, when he hears the Shvatim, are all Shleimim and Yireim. But he already links Kriyashma and Tefillin. So we have our link of the two Chazals, that come up in the Meshuach Melchama as well. If you only have Kriyashma Shachmas Va'arvis, Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim. Tefillin, if you're Sach Bein Tefillah L'Tefillah, right, a lack of Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim, and that is what we have to remember. So just one other thought to, to finish off, in appreciation of Elul. Appreciation of Elul. It's mentioned here by the Berachayim. We quoted, I think, in other contexts I don't remember, but he quotes from a number of the Bali Musr based on a Hagos Ashri, 
in Meseches Baba Metziah. One usually doesn't quote Akos Ashri to teach us Divrei Musar, right, one of the great uh, Ashkenazic uh, sources of uh, in the Rishonim. But there is, he quotes the Sefer Yireim, he quotes the Rebbe Metz, the Talmud of Rebbe Nutam, who quotes, this is the story, Yehuda Kanachavis, there was a Jew, who bought a certain uh, item that was made out of tin, made out of tin from a non-Jew. And then he didn't want it anymore, so he sold it to another Jew. Sold it to another Jew. Lo and behold, when the second Jew got it, he saw some of it, the tin scraped off, he uncovered it, it was really made out of gold. Really made out of gold. It wasn't tin. The first Jew hears about it and says, wait a minute, that was mine. So really it was gold. So wait, so you owe me a lot more money or I want it back. What's the halacha? He didn't know it was gold until afterwards he sold it. So he wasn't makir. Says the Sefer Uraim, amazing. If you don't know what you have, then you have no kinyan on it. And therefore the middle Jew, the first Jew, was never kona it from the guy because he didn't know what it was. And now, right now, the second Jew has it, that's it, and now he knows what it is. The first step of being kona something is recognizing the value of something. The first step in being kona elul, this special time period of Anilu Dodi Dodi Li and all the other Rashi Tevas, the first step is to recognize that it's a special time period. And it's a time period that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is is close, expanded from the Sarasi Mechuva. But it's a time period that inherent in these days, no Chazal tell us that already on Rakhodish Elo, Moshe Rabbeinu already achieved forgiveness, right, for the Luchos, for the Fachete Egel. So what were these 40 days for? It was Ritzui Lakhodish Baruch Besimcha, to be Zoche for the Luchoshnios. The special connection, redoing and getting back to the original state of affairs that we, were, we had by Luchos Rishonos, before Chayta Egel. That's what these days are about. We have to make sure, first and foremost, to appreciate them, to recognize that there's a lot that we can accomplish in these days, easier than the rest of the year. And if we do that, fulfill this, this halachin, Agos Ashri, we fulfill that, so that as we continue in this month of Elul, this month of tshuva and growth, we should be zochet to recognize and capitalize on these special days. Okay, we'll stop here, Brother Shem. We'll pick up next week with Parshas. He said, say.